Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this? Fantastic. Ooh. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Because <laughs> that's how people talk in 1985 Italian uh, movies. And we're here to talk about Italian movies. We're here to talk about some Italian horror movies. This is one that you've been wanting to do for a while. Oh, I love this one. You've been I'm, into this one. I'm, I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Yeah, we have a movie podcast. This is it. You're listening to it. And we love goddamn Italian movies. We love them, but we haven't, we haven't talked about them no. much. We have not yet gotten a... We've done what? We did the Beyond. We have multitudes, you guys. <laughs> we <laughs> like so slashers. many movies, yeah, that we have to get to. We like 70s crime movies. We also like Italian horror movies. Right. And but demons, we've only Yeah, but though. we only did the, the Beyond. We haven't even done Argento. It's kind of surprising know. for how much we consume. Uh, you wouldn't know that by the output. So we're trying to I mean. write that ship. And Demons was, yeah, like I said, I know you've been wanting to do this one. This one has a, you have a soft spot for Demons. Roberto Bava's Demons. I'm not going to say I have a soft spot. I love every minute of this movie. I genuinely (laughs) love this movie. This one is one of those where it's very popular now. I'd say about seven years ago, it was maybe on Netflix or Hulu or something. Yeah. Before anyone knew what it was. Before I had heard of it. (laughs) Sure. And I came across it randomly and loved it because I love anything that's got. And Argeno produced this, so it's got yeah. Argeno's the first name you see, <laughs> Pre- rightfully. Ar- Dario Argento presents. He's basically the Spielberg of sure. Italian horror. Like oh, you just yeah. see Spielberg's name on anything. He kind of maybe sort of might have yeah. He greenlit. Produced. Yeah, and so <laughs> he's an executive producer. Yeah, they want to attach their name to Dario Argento. That's yeah. a nice little seal of quality but, uh, for this yeah. era. Watching this one, I have I have a soft spot for movies that take place in movie theaters or that sure. incorporate movies, of course. That's great. Uh, I have a soft spot for zombie <laughs> movies, which this one eventually kind of mm-hmm. becomes. This, this is a dangerous zombie movie. Uh, growing up Catholic, I have a soft spot for <laughs> demon movies, of <laughs> yeah. course. So this is right up my alley. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I love everything. This movie is... Cool and scary oh, all the way through. This is just some of the most disgusting practical effects gore on cinema. I like that, oh, too. Oh, God. That's it's a big so part of it, too. It's so drippy yeah. and rippy. What is this, from 85? 85. And it's uh, Lamberto Bava. Lamberto Bava, who, who did a lot of other, like, giallo. Yeah, you know, we before love, this, I, I really love Giallo. Yeah, and, and again, like like we just said, it really hasn't come up on this show very much. But I really love uh, black gloved hands <laughs> yeah. and yellow and red and just these the bright, all the bright lights shining through windows. It's wet very, streets. It's like very art house, but also very grind house. I all, just it just all the Giallo all movies buttons, feel man. like. Uh, they all feel like Frankie goes to Hollywood videos, but <laughs> but with slasher effects. But also like thriller. Yeah. yeah. No, they. Yeah, we we. That's why I said it's funny that 
we've only done our second Italian movie because we've watched all these giallos with impossible names. Mm. I think the names scare people. It's it a, takes up it takes up a lot of screen time to to talk about. Don't torture a duckling. Right. <laughs> they probably uh, sound better in Italian. Right. Well, that's you said it sounds better in Italian. That leads us to one of our favorite features of these, which I really like the the anime style dubbing. Oh yeah. I did the intro with the fantastic. Every, everything sounds like it's in Speed Racer. Yeah, this movie is dubbed or like uh but, Lopin. but it's uh, a an Italian film if you've not seen uh, these Italian films. They've got the universal everyone speaks their own language and then they yeah. dub it later. It's approach. got people from Spain and Italy and America and they all just speak their own thing and then they just dub it all in after. So everything has this weird mono sound. Yeah. And it adds to and they're always the scores to these, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure we can both say the scores are really the thing that got us hooked. Outside the visuals, all Italian horror scores are so cool because they're all they all got the goblin tentacles. It's all it's all usually scored by goblin. Yeah, this is Claudio Simonetti, who is part of Goblin, mm-hmm. and uh, it just puts you there, and so you get this flat vocal dubbing, but it always has this pounding synth. And this one also has like a heavy metal soundtrack. This, yeah, this one brings in like a popular music soundtrack. It's got so. like Motley Crue and a really long scene with Billy Idol. Dude, White Wedding. White pl- Wedding playing like, in real time. Plays out entirely in this movie. <laughs> yeah. To good effect. But if you are into this genre of horror, this mid-80s, and the 80s had cool, you know, this was like Phenomena, Fright Night. Mm. That's what, That was its competition around there geez even stuff like blood simple sure and uh, a lot of a lot of blood and spewing blood this is 1985 the yeah this is, this is the height of this spewing is the, blood you cannot get drippier and grosser than this movie and it's a feast and slime too there's like if you're into ghostbusters shit this yeah is, this, <laughs> this is it right here. demons is so extensive in its gore and practical effects that it does not need to be heavy on plot Oh no! I love the non-plot of demons. Yes. So you were a demons expert. I didn't know what to expect going in. <laughs> I'm the you've expert, se- folks. You've seen this movie several times, and I keep I waiting to watch it with people. And finally, I broke down. I just this movie be- has become kind of like a, my private Idaho. <laughs> of, no. <laughs> no, just like it's comfort food in a lot of ways. You can throw it's it's that kind of horror movie junk food that you can have on in the background while right. you're working on an article. Yeah. And just glance up at some fanged thing ripping into somebody's neck. As soon neck, as the music then... kicks in, you know to like give it a little attention. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you still got the music playing, which is great. But yeah, this movie uh, opens really cool. There's there's about five minutes before you get any dialogue. We get a metro scene. But you get this great girl being stalked in the subway opening. Yeah. Punks with pink hair. You got this synth score going from uh, Mr. Goblin. For a movie that's not a I, giallo. I mean, from the opening second. Yeah. Well, you boom, get boom, this boom. great montage of people riding the Metro, punks riding the Metro with a goblin adjacent score playing. That's just going to be cool. What I loved your, you said you had a note from the beginning of this movie. I'm a big fan of this note. I started taking notes when I watch movies because my memory is going immediately cool, then, <laughs> then immediately eerie. Yeah. It starts you off with this really cool, like, you get the that classic horror do 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 but oh, it's totally all to this right. like pulsing goblin score and 
I love all the. This is a movie that collects all these great babes, these oh, great like funny couples. This movie's easy on the eyes, and it's just so agreeable <laughs> right happens. away. The movie starts with a great four or five minute giallo scene. The rest of the movie is not a giallo at all. Right. But it's like Bava, who had done a lot of giallo. This was him being like, we'll start with this. Now I'm going to move into something a little different. Absolutely. <laughs> this is him turning the page from you know, classy slashers to straight up gruesome, ripping body slashers. You know? Yeah, because this really isn't. Yeah, this is not the giallo like mystery. Who, no. You know, whodunit kind of a thing. This is... This is just bloody this terror is just, right away. It's it's Romero zombies. It's yeah. really what it is. But and the zombies come out quick. But, but we, yeah, but it starts with this great woman getting stalked through an a suddenly empty train station. You, train stations are the scariest thing to me. Everyone be- <laughs> everyone knows exactly where they're going in these movies. Yeah. You ever go into a subway or a train station, there's God. just 10,000 people standing around not knowing where the fuck they're supposed <laughs> to be going. The New York subway, But in the subway, movie, man. it's like, boom, boom, boom. Everyone is out. You're done. And Everybody has to take the subway in D.C. and New York, you know, at least a few times in their life just to experience this, like... Oh, you gotta I'm, take this. I am always so, like, okay, I got out on the west side, and I know I'm heading east. And everybody then getting... If I was adding getting stalked on no. top of that, oh, boy. I might as well be blind when I'm doing things like the subway. It's gotta be picking up on huge populations actual terror of <laughs> just getting lost in this actual maze while having to find your way out efficiently. Well, our, our protagonist lady here, Cheryl, uh, is the one getting stalked, and she sees this chrome dome guy who, who looks yeah, like Schwarzenegger like from The Terminator. Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah, he's got this weird chrome-plated <laughs> head, and he's right behind her. He's got the big trench coat on, and it's like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, all of a sudden, there he is. Handing her a ticket. Yeah, they really, they really give a lot of like Michael Myers mm-hmm. travel to the kill, the black glove killers and giallos. They really can just pop around any corner after walking behind some lady exactly. for forever. It plays right into that whole Michael Myers. You know, you can never outrun this thing. And from there, he's like, "All right, there you go. There's my giallo part. Now we're just getting people ripped inside <laughs> out." By fanged beast, because yeah. then we get this movie's so fun at having no plot, and we get just a condensed, effective five minute introduction to every character in the movie. Oh, this ensemble cast, yeah, everyone gets a free ticket to Metropole, the Metropole, this great neon, huge Some classical eighties uh, theater. Yeah, a movie theater, like no a classic one's ever heard old of. opera house that's got reconverted to a a modern movie theater. But guys, it's 1985 yeah. in this universe. 1880, yeah, 1985 modern, which means it's like terrible looking. It's oh, just god-awful. There's uh, pillars that don't belong there. Everything's <laughs> got a weird like light or sheen or concrete finish to it. And our centerpiece in a movie theater, as you do in the lobby of a movie yeah. theater. Oh, you have to you, have one of these. You display a samurai mannequin on a dirt bike. Yeah, you have like this big motocross <laughs> bike right in the center of the lobby. with it's a, the 80s. But it has like a mannequin in a knight in shining armor kind of gear riding this motocross. 80s. Yeah. And he's holding like <laughs> a samurai kid. sword. Yeah. So it's like, oh, these America has like seven American ninja movies. Throw in a samurai sword. And guess really what? Really appealing to that canon. It crowd. works. And it works. It works. 
Our two male protagonists who oh. uh, show up, the first things we get out of them is them admiring this dirt bike. Maybe my favorite exchange. You love this. In the whole thing. Because <laughs> the one guy just walks up and goes, nice bike, huh? Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it, that's why I say it's so anime. Imagine the guy, though, that goes, is like, man, I just got this free ticket to a movie. I love movies and movie yeah. theaters. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I show up. Dirt bike. Now yeah. all I'm thinking is dirt bikes. The Metropole knows me inside and out. This guy could they not... know what I'm interested in. Because there's there's like Nosferatu and and uh, Metropolis posters on the wall. What about the creep? The creep from there's creep like show a creep show painting has like a portrait in the back. <laughs> yeah, like a lithograph on the just a framed portrait. None of these movie things excite the guy. The red dirt bike, though. I mean, that motocross sculpture is eye catching. Mainly because oh, it's fantastic. mainly because it's not a huge lobby, so it's taking up some pretty, pretty significant real estate. It's pretty cramped, right in the the center of the walkway. So it's an eye catcher. It's an eye catcher for sure. But I love this this mid '80s aesthetic was something that you that I don't think was around that long. But if you lived through it, it was the weirdest thing. I remember growing up. So I was born in '81. So in '85, I'd be four. But for one of my friend's birthdays, and I was like eight years old, and his mom took us to this hip restaurant. Oh, yeah. It was in downtown Santa Rosa. It's long gone. But it was like in downtown area, and it was called 40 Carats. It was all bright neon, oh, and like man. a neon diner. It was so 1988. And it only existed for a couple of years. You know, there was another one in Healdsburg called like Polka Dots. Oh, love These that. neon '80s hip diners that were expensive for what they were, and I I got got just a taste of that as well, a kid. And you so, must remember going to like Starskate, like sure. the local roller rink that was just oh, yeah, all yeah. neon, yeah. stars on the, <laughs> on the thing, and then like just those hard plastic benches and, <laughs> and and Pepsi everywhere, like the Pepsi insignia branded. Yeah, of course. So '80s. That neon vibe was specific to that 83 to 88 yeah. you know it started oh, picking up it. on it in it started as like a american gigolo <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of thing <laughs> or that billy squire video that i always make people watch <laughs> <laughs> thank you for acknowledging that the rock me tonight yeah <laughs> the pastel neon of rock me tonight tough stuff <laughs> guys don't don't look that up don't look but up. the italian neon lighting in horror movies is just about one of my favorite things of 80s horror. All the bright colors in Suspiria, those like electric blues and those oh, yeah. deep reds of... Uh, deep red. Deep red. <laughs> and Demons has that same thing where it's not directed by Argento, but you get all these great light cues the longer the movie goes. I love oh, yeah. how Italian we, we, we horror We transition looks. from red curtain to blue curtain on you know the yeah. other side of the curtain. It's great. There's always a light shining in windows that shouldn't be just a bright yellow light. <laughs> you have no idea what it's coming from, but it you know will illuminate a whole hallway yellow. Uh, always these great broad primary color lights going on. Oh, I love looking at it. But also we get some great characters like. To, to, yeah, to get to introduced to space. so many people so quickly, we get a lot of fun standouts. The the redhead ticket taker in the green dress. Wow, in her little striking. elf dress. Striking. We get uh, 
the black guy with his entourage. The bald black guy with the perfectly cropped sideburns and basically goatee. shaft. He's wearing the Travolta and Saturday Night Fever white suit over uh-huh. black collared shirt. He's got two really good prostitute casting <laughs> in this one. Big fan of both of his hookers. his ladies. The one lady had I think the. They were just friends. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. They seemed like they were just having fun. Uh, I mean, in movie. 1985 language, crop tops and halters—that's that's prostitute gear. They were so, also smoking cigarettes. They were smoking cigarettes. So you and know they're bad. Girls. I think they were smoking smoking weed. Oh no! Yeah, they were smoking weed in the cinema. In Guys, the Metropole, come but on. you know the the one girl has the great Rick James cut. Oh yeah, and I and the essentially female Rick and James. the other one with the great like curl over. Oh, this is some great hair. So yeah, all these characters, you're getting more and more. You get a weird old blind guy, the blind guy, <laughs> who who I would have uh, like, blind. Oh, I would have put my money that was Dario Argento. Italian like, horror <laughs> movies love an old. Italian blind man, but he had like that thin kind of sallow face. That they Argento love the has. gaunt, blind old Italian man with the younger wife who's who's making out with the another dude next to him while he's blind. Yeah, what a terrible, what a poor. I felt you think, bad for that dude. That's a rough setup for an affair. You get the angry couple who's like. Well, it's our anniversary. I took you to a movie. What do you want? <laughs> Shut it, up the whole it, time. Shut up. And it's all the the. Giallo as anime dubbed dialogue. It's all so it's dubbed. Like, Look, I took you out to a movie. What more do you want? The whole—that's th- the thing. The whole time you're watching this, the black guy's like, "Yeah, but blah, 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 blah. he's got this voice." <laughs> the yeah, the old guys. Blah, blah, blah. The blind guy's like, yeah. "Liz, Liz, where are you?" Every I'd Every, say it's just like, guys, tone it down. I'd say eighty percent of the Italian horror movies that I've ever watched feature at least five minutes. Of a blind man in a suit <laughs> searching for somebody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Some blind man is getting harassed for a few minutes. You think of the guy getting attacked in Suspiria and he's just calling out like for his dog. Every Italian movie, they're like, all right, where are we going to put the blind man scene totally. in this? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have him here. But his wife's going to cuck him. really gonna dig it to this guy but that's okay because when the demons start appearing they're gonna double noose the wife and the lover while they're making out I mean yeah it'd be one thing if he didn't get a way worse ending every ending in this movie is worse and worse this movie when we say it has no plot the plot is literally people get free tickets to a movie theater they go to the movie theater demons appear in the movie theater and then it's people trapped in a movie theater that's well, the plot of the movie. Yeah. The fun part is that the the uh, demons appear the same way that they appear in the movie. So you're, fu- you're, wa- is... you're, you're watching a cool movie in a movie about some kids in a crypt looking for Nostradamus. Oh, yeah. And they've got this mask that the, that a, that the, the Rick James girl put on earlier, <laughs> like the same mask is in. The, so yeah. when you're seeing, and they're like, wait, that was the mask she I put on She ruined everything the for everybody. She blew it. She Sorry, ate. The, she was Eve eating the poison she apple right there. She yeah. had to put on the silver mask that was hung over the free For hand of the samurai motocross For guy. A laugh. It's always somebody getting their yucks. <laughs> it's always somebody like some goofball ruining it for everybody. How freaked out would you be though if you go to a movie and like you're playing around with some prop in the lobby, and then the movie that you're seeing has that prop in the movie? Yeah, and people are like getting cursed. And with it. you'd been smoking weed. So all, 
yeah. Already she was like, come on. She Yeah, she never doubted it for a <laughs> she second. She was the one looking over her shoulder like, no. Well, yeah. she even, like, to the guy's like, that was a mask in the thing. And he's like, ah, that's some bullshit. Yeah, you're paranoid. Yeah. Doesn't he even say, like, you must, yeah. You're paranoid. She goes to the bathroom, though, and she has the first transformation oh, into gosh. the demon. This is when you realize how goopy this movie is. This is where get. we get into Dr. Pimple Popper, like, territory. Golly, like, yeah. This this lady's got this, ah, oh, the, the practical effects in this movie are... They're great. Awesome. <laughs> they're, they're disgusting, so awesome. but they're, they're so great. gross. Yeah. Bulging things coming out of necks. Sure. Pus. Green slime. Neon green slime. And since in you the get mouth. the dub, not only Beautiful. do you get the dubbed vocals, you get dubbed burbling in a lot of <laughs> Italian movies. And so when stuff's oozing out, it's always just this gloppy, stirring macaroni and cheese sound. Just the sickest. And when you turn into a demon, it's dubbed like demon noises too, even coming out of you. Yeah, yeah. it's so great. And very cool. all of the money spent on effects. This is some of the, these have to be some of the greatest, disgusting practical effects in horror. There's a, move, there's a reason this movie's gotten infamous. Oh yeah. You know, now that it's, it was a, you know, a VHS kind of cult classic, and then it got a really great Blu-ray upgrade from uh, Synapse, mm-hmm. and I think that's really that was from 2014, 2015, and once it got this that upgraded tracks. version, I think it got started playing more and more on places like Joe Bob, and now it's like right, it was coming canon. Yeah, it was featured on uh, one of the Joe Bob marathons a few years ago. It's still on Shutter. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, it's unrelenting though. Like, it just once hits it that, it hits that going, sweet spot of that. We that's kind of all the era. We we really hit eighty two to eighty eight when yeah. we're picking out new horror stuff to watch, and this is oh, literally in the center of that. But combines all the best practical parts of this straight to video classic era. Ugh. So yes, go on. Oh, it just it's. It's, it's unrelenting. It's, it's wet. Once it starts, it's wet. It's gooey. It's Ugh. gross. It's got great, like, slashing it marks has on so the neck. so much neck ripping. Gore. The neck gore. The tongue. The one girl who turns into a demon kind of behind the screen and pops out. And oh, rips through the screen. And when they finally figure out everything's gone to shit, it's like bodies start falling. <laughs> yeah. And just things go... Things go haywire the, the, quick. The Richter scale just goes out of control on well, this thing. So we had talked about the movie that they're all there to see, this special sneak preview that got them there. I have watched tons of horror movies from the 80s that are not as well done right. as this movie in Demons. This is a movie that's like, oh, man, I've watched some some direct-to-video late 80s stuff with similar plots that was not as professional as... <laughs> <laughs> as the demons within a demons movie. And gory and Yeah, because you're getting intense. all these great kills in this fake movie while you're getting more and more disgusting and visceral kills in demons. This has, just a couple years after American Werewolf in London, this has one mm. of the, the a couple of the coolest and sickest transformation scenes. Mm-hmm. The first one we get with the other prostitute. Because, yeah, once people start getting, it's a domino effect. Right. One buddy, one person ruins it and invites the demons in, and then they tell two friends, and they tell two friends, <laughs> they and scratch so on. two other friends. They gouge out a man's eyes for a full half minute. Oh man, is this a worse eye gouge than the one in Blade Runner? Oh, the, absolutely. You think oh, the not one in Blade close. Runner's gross? Like something about that crunch, but this one is no. so long. This one they show you every well. 
there's something like about the putty that they use in yeah. these Italian They're really films digging around those thumbs. That it's clearly just like this like ceramic clay head that yeah. like someone is just kind of digging out. But you've got these little geysers of blood popping out. Yeah, it's like an SNL sketch almost at the, some point. The fake heads do the not. fountains of blood, the putty that's the flaking <laughs> off of these bodies. All the putty heads and mannequin heads in, in these Italian movies, it does not affect the scare level for me at all. Mm. It's just as disgusting just to me to watch disgusting. this putty head ripped off or that woman get scalped. The scalping. It's a gross, gooey movement. And just the movement and the... You, it makes you think about the texture. It, it doesn't even really look realistic. <laughs> yeah. It's like bright red and like yeah, kind of red, sloppy. All that but, red paint blood that those seventies and eighties. But something had. about that is almost worse than like if it was realistic because it's just so over the top. Yeah, it's just the absolute goriest, <laughs> disgusting kills in this movie, and they do such a good job of making each one uglier and yeah. gooier than the last one Each so it's memorable. really co- constantly shocking you it's the kind of gore that when i'm in a theater seeing something at this level i can't help but out loud going like oh, oh no <laughs> and this movie has so many of those just me going like pinching up in my chair going like oh no because totally. there's so much nails getting dug into some guy's esophagus that horrifies me i hate people touching my neck I don't want anything near my neck. It's the most vulnerable part of my body. <laughs> the only thing not covered by a bone. Mm-hmm. It's just this, oh, that thing you need to live? No, it's just going to be living right out there on the surface. It's, you can touch it through your skin. Just, That's there. It's a it's a one-way street between brain and heart, baby. Yeah, it's just <laughs> right there. And so when just these sharp demon nails are just, I'm going to da- four of my nails and yeah. just rip backwards. Oh, Ripped flesh is so disgusting to me. And this movie is nothing but ripped flesh. The gore is so floppy and drippy and ragged. It's gross. Some guy had a ball doing all of the shit in this movie. I hope so. But that eye gouge is the longest I've ever seen anybody's eyes get (laughs) gouged out on film. And he was already blind. Yeah. They're really just kicking this guy low. Yeah. Ugh. Probably probably still hurt like hell. The way those thumbs were in those sockets and you can see them wiggling around <laughs> under the skin. Dude, all right, Even on, though it was on, this putty on. skin, I was just I was gagging the whole time. And you get oh, that one girl. the girl who gets like evil dead vomited on, like Oh, that poor girl. That was an Argento daughter. Oh, that that was okay. The girl playing Hannah was not Asia Argento, a different Argento daughter. Definitely not Asia. Who just gets yeah, my dad got me into movies. What happened in this one? I got thrown up all over by just the worst looking demon. Like literally they attached a hose to a guy and, and aimed, then turned <laughs> it on 12 me. inches from my face. <laughs> <laughs> just pumped pumped like split pea soup straight into my eyes. It was warm. <laughs> It was still warm. Yeah. Yeah, I made it in the movies. Yeah, I've been in some my movies. My dad got me a gig. But that exactly. transformation of the other prostitute, the girl with the great oh, yeah. updo, is so that horrifying vision from American Werewolf where the nails start splitting and growing and bones start moving. And then we get the longest close-up of like a gross mouth transformation. The weird tongue she coming likes, out. Yeah, the, the tongue and the when she starts like shedding her human oh, teeth. Oh, yeah, she gets those like Nosferatu teeth. 
Oh, they are Nosferatu teeth. They're yeah, like the there's two, the same exact uh, the, setup. The two front boys on the top there just. Oh yeah, they out. are definitely Nosferatu teeth. Like what the fuck, man? And we just get we get the. It doesn't have the level of you w- look back at that transformation scene in American Werewolf, and it's all like, it's all in light. Right. It's like pulled back, and it's in light. That is so. That's the thing. It's like, all right, well, this will take us eight months to figure out how to mm-hmm. crack this one. This movie's smart and knows how to allocate its much smaller budget. Just do a zoom in on this fake mouth, and you get the grossest, longest, runniest. There's just blood flying off the chin, and it's obviously just like water. It's just yeah. red water. Like they're just like a dentist with their little hose in there. Just like there is an uncanny valley negative effect. For me, there can be a an effect in horror that it doesn't matter how fake it is. <laughs> something about a texture or a sound or a wetness or yeah, something absolutely. will just be so gross to me that it does not matter how I know this is a mannequin mouth. It's just me looking at it just being like, ugh, something so, yeah, it's just an uncanny valley of fake. But the movies that can make cheapness that effective have more of a horror effect. It's like the last house on the left. Like, this is too cheap. Right. There's something scarier and more homemade. Well, I was going to say, like, the the rest of the movie matches this level of, like, outrageousness because of the dubbing, specifically because of the dubbing, (laughs) because of the characters, because of kind of the outrageous dialogue and the -the over-the-top delivery of everything so far, from the music to the sets to the characters. Even the, yeah, the music, we get tons of like... the core's over-the-top, it's like, yeah, that's what's going on right now. We get this great... Par for the course. Like, stampede scene. Once there's been a couple of these demons that have revealed themselves and people realized, all right, we gotta gotta get out of here. And there's that great trampling stampede through this big, cool, old theater. Somehow this theater is gigantic. Yeah, for a cramped lobby with that motocross sculpture, they are running up big stairwells. Yeah. (laughs) But it's the kind of movie that's like, just like Phenomena that came out that same year, I don't know what happened where they're like, only metalheads like horror. Mm. So Phenomena has just like Maiden and Motorhead blaring in between the actual score. Just Jennifer Connelly slowly walking while it's like... (laughs) Yeah, it's just this crazy Maiden riff. (laughs) Run for the hills while she's just in, you know, all-girls boarding school (laughs) in a castle. And then this one's the same way. It's like not only did this stampede, they're like, how about we play this crazy Saxon song or like accept. And even I love this is the kind of movie that it starts with the, like, produced by Dario Argento. I love that it's like, look, we don't care who made the movie. We want to get this guy's name front and center. Oh, for sure. But then at the end of the credits, it says, featuring music by Billy Idol, Motley Crue, Saxon. Like, it's really like, you're about to hear cool rock songs. Like, it's telling <laughs> you right up front that you're going to get a cool mixtape. for. No other movies that make mixes out of their songs say, you'll be enjoying music from the likes of. Yeah, and then just it, listing the popular yeah. bands you're about that, to hear. Having that opening credits of just being like, Motley Crue. Yeah, you're just like, oh, okay. They're really like Featuring you know. songs from. <laughs> like, none of these bands are in the movie, but they're like, no, we're going to. Like, what were they expecting? Like, people, they already bought their tickets. I'm trying to think if there's other, uh, like. I feel like that might have been a thing in the 80s of really pushing the soundtrack, but this one for sure. Yeah, but I don't know anybody who has the Demon soundtrack. I knew people that bought, you know, like... uh, 
<laughs> I'm sure it's huge in Italy. I'm sure it's huge. No, it's not like Dirty Dancing or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, I own the Streets of Fire soundtrack. Also Demons, because it has a couple Saxon tunes that I really dig. Amen. The true fans know. The true fans know. We get... um. We keep getting more and more desperate in this movie theater. And not only do I love movies where you get trapped in a place, that's one of my favorite low-budget movie tropes. Mm -hmm. A lot of favorite movies have sprung from, we're trapped in, you know, Assault assault on Precinct 13 kind of feel. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to stretch a budget. Trapped in the cabin. yeah. Yeah. And so that's we get to this blessing and curse. That is something that only an Italian movie, horror movie from the 80s could have given us. Gets it such a diversion at the same time oh, yeah. <laughs> from our movie because we get a bunch, a car full of drug punks. 45 minutes into this movie. We're getting introduced to new characters we get in a, a whole, trapped in a building movie. We get a whole subplot has nothing to do with the theater we're in. All of a sudden, we're on the streets of whatever city this is. Yeah. With four punks by the names of like Ripper. Yeah, they all have. <laughs> and they're all roided out looking dudes. It's not quite when we watched 1990 Bronx Warriors and the main gang pretty leader close. was trash. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> and people are having serious conversations with like, come on, trash, listen to reason. Trash. You're like, you're dealing with trash. <laughs> dealing with trash. And it's like. He chose to have his name trash. And you're just like, Ripper, come on. It's not my fault. Like right. Ripper is They're like Ripper you're acting pretty aggressive For a guy <laughs> yeah. named Ripper Yeah pump the brakes Ripper <laughs> But they're so, all snorting coke Out of a coke can Yeah they have this can I, of coke Which is yeah, new to me Can of coke with coke dumped in And a straw coming out of it Oh That's They're just They're just cruising That's oh, what, that's just, when we get our Real time Billy Idol scene That's when we get White Wedding We get a, just the full White Wedding track And a bunch of B-roll footage Of just Italy I love it. You're just like cars driving around at night in Italy, and then this punk fortet just fighting over a Coke can. And they're like, you've had, and it's like baby shit. It's like, you've had enough. <laughs> it's Yo, such it's a my di- turn. This and is then, such and a diversion. And they spill the for- cocaine everywhere. And yeah, all of a sudden you're like, wait, weren't we talking about demons like two minutes ago? This is another great Italian staple that sometimes you're watching a movie that feels like they bled in like, 20 minutes of another movie where we're like, no, 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 we can make this. We yeah. can tie this together at the end. There's definitely a feeling that as cool as Demons is, man, they they run out of steam about 55 minutes this into this movie. This is an 80-minute movie. And I, it's funny you say 55 minutes because I was t- for an 80-minute movie, I distinctly remember looking at my phone and I was like, 25 minutes left in Demons. <laughs> like... Almost everybody in the movie is a demon right now. They go so hard in the first half hour, especially, and everyone, yeah, like you said, everyone gets turned into a demon. We get halfway through this so movie. So the reason we get this movie just sends us into like a hard stop skid because our main story decides to just go like Resident Evil on us and have our whole surviving non-demon crew just start ripping up theater seats and barricading doors. Right. And so it's they might as well have had a place card in the movie go, while our heroes rip up hundreds of seats in real time, let's check out what these punks in a car are doing. Exactly. It's literally like an intermission sideshow <laughs> from characters unrelated to the story. But, th- th- but th- I also really like all the stuff with the punks. The punks are the punks make me sad. They are a bummer. 
the there's like a girl punk who somehow is like carrying around her baby photo. She's got some rough self esteem issues. Like she's like sh- like these seem like they're old friends. These four punks they know each other. They know the nicknames Ripper, mm-hmm. and the one girl who's can't be more than four, four, fifteen years old. It seems <laughs> like is like obviously a prostitute. Yeah carries around this baby photo yeah that's that's a bummer a prostitute carrying around a baby photo is always it's like, like uh what 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 happened geez, demons? Like, what are we doing here what, why what are we like oh here's this new character in demons this 12 year old kid with bone disease <laughs> like yeah, oh just, that's a yeah that's we went, a drag we went from like sh- like shaft characters and like dirt bikes yeah. to then just like I was a baby once, yeah. <laughs> and, now, and now I'm a whore punk. Yeah, this kid with progeria. Weird. Somebody tossed him a football, broke his ribs. While White Wedding really plays. Really sad. <laughs> plays Real bummer. While Billy Idol blazes through. Yeah, you just get these bummer punks. Ripper just seems like a jerk. Yeah, why, they, just, why would you hang out with Everybody's just hanging with Ripper, and he's driving. I, but I also like how they, they stop... It's such an interlude from an interlude because then our metal soundtrack stops and Ripper's just listening to like local folk radio. Yeah, these guys who clearly are punks listen to anything but punk. Yeah, music. we get the the Billy. That's the funny thing. The Billy Idol is playing as our score. Like that's not what they're listening to. They're not doing a Tarantino. Oh, the music's coming from a radio somebody turned on. It's just blaring as the score. Once we go inside the punk's car, they're just listening to like acoustic guitar folk music i think they i'm pretty sure they stole that car so but yeah, yeah. Maybe they didn't bring their tapes they didn't, with them. They didn't have their station they set didn't the, they didn't have the presets in the, in the little morgan they were hand. driving yeah so but it, thank god we follow them because these punks really impact the story oh yeah they're very important to the by the eventually sneaking into the theater and all quickly becoming victims of the demons we already had like why a theater with why? like 50 people that are getting demonized. And then they're like, we better throw in a few more into we need this four, pot. We need four more people. Exactly. They, it's It was the, like, they could have just had those punks as four punks that just were attending the movie. I don't know why everybody else gets crammed into a five-minute intro scene, which was enough. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was a good amount of time to learn uh, who these people were. So much time with the punks. And then the punks, we get a whole side story. Like 20 minutes. Yeah, it it's feels such like. a long time spent with these people. They have to... They have to who have no play in the end. They no. get They get picked off as quickly as anyone. They basically, yeah, they, they run from the cops. They sneak into the theater. Bad move. What we a just, bad idea. We, we get just enough time that we can focus on sad girl punk again. For her to like slowly put on some red lipstick that she seems to find in a room and have kind of one of these like, I'm a pretty girl. Mom. Every like single moment. one of her movements. And then she gets torn apart. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> it's like she's, you expect her to say some creepy line just like, am I pretty dad? <laughs> yeah. And so they give her one of those like in the mirror moments right before she's just massacred. And then she's just torn apart. By Everybody in this movie, this is, we, <laughs> we talked about Jason X recently, how... There's like 20 principal characters that all have an equal chance of living. Mm-hmm. There's not really a final girl. There's just like, we're going to kick his ass. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately just throat ripped out of your head. This Everybody is this whole movie. It. Everybody in this movie where you're like, so, okay, the total uh, bombshell redhead 
the ticket mm-hmm. taker with the amazing huge head of red hair. The whole movie she is acting like a witch. Yeah, the like whole she's movie she's it. acting like she's she's the ticket taker. She's staring at everybody unblinking. She's always in the background popping up over shoulders. Just with her <laughs> with her like perfect like doll face, just like suspicious. When she's like, I say we go in this small room. You're like, Oh, I think she's leading them to some shit. I say we put the mask on. Or no, yeah, it's like she notices like, Oh yes, you put that mask yeah, on. Yeah, she Invite seems to demons. be leading them all to their demon death. Like fifty minutes in, she just gets ripped apart by demons. She also just gets choked. You're like, out. oh, she was just a person. She was just a weirdo that worked at this theater without knowing who she was working for. She wasn't aware that de- she was acting weird around the demons. Maybe that's why they're like, we can tire her. And there's so many instances of people like saving a body, like saving a person, like yeah. dragging him through. Like Kathy gets, you know, <laughs> Kathy faints, and they have to carry her through these things, and then. She's also been scratched and then now turns into a yeah. demon. And it's like, that just, everyone just was like, well, I also got, I should tell you guys, I, I got one right, this right across the chest. This movie gets right in the neck. genuinely terrible for most of its runtime and never stops being completely endearing. Because <laughs> we get the long stretch of the punks. We get the long stretch of seat stacking. Yes, and then crawling the, through the we seats. We get like these Candyman burn piles. Oh, yeah. Levels totally. of, of chair stack. And then for a good 15-minute stretch, the movie becomes essentially an exercise in the remaining characters crawling places. You get so many people crawling through things. That's another Italian horror staple. People crawling, crawling. into like a weird cramped location. <laughs> Sometimes tighter they fall in barbed wire. Sometimes they fall in water. There's never any sense to it. It's always like a guy in Tenebrae who's like, I'll go down this weird staircase into the sewer. Sure, I guess I'll crawl through this three-foot door. Right. And then you're like crawling upside down, and pretty soon it's like, how <laughs> bad do you want whatever is at the end of this weird tunnel, yeah. man? And it's pretty soon this movie is all people crawling through just the air ducts and stair sculptures and dark in between there's always an in between the wall area all these they're always crawling between a crawl space and an attic wall who are these people building the wall crawl spaces just build a wall (laughs) and so this movie keeps like okay now we've been crawling a lot and yeah all the drug punks are dead we're yeah, still crawling. We got such a long introduction for them to be an now immediate we to, killing. Well, then then it's like, now we need to start getting after the meat, the, the, the main characters. So that's when our you know main friend, Kathy, yes. becomes <laughs> essentially a serving dish Jeez. for a demon to pop out of her back in one of the great this should This is an shots. iconic practical effects there's some, I, there's some iconic stuff the totally. yellow eyes of the demons coming up the staircase oh, that, well that's like the that's like the poster right there that's the poster the, led by the uh the sideburned pimp yes of he's course. the first head you see that great bald round head uh but yeah this, this demon this demon like birthing scene oh, a demon man you watch the alien Hardcore. chest chest ripper scene and it's so jarring because it's that moment where everything's back to normal and they're having dinner and the guy went through this traumatic thing and he's like starting to come through it. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's like, uh, like flopping on the table. We've had like an hour of people flopping on the table <laughs> in demons. Right. 
And so it's going to take a lot to to surprise you at this point. And the mixture of practical dummy and real man is fucking the grossest, craziest. This demon, the whole movie, we've seen people transform into demons. This is the first time just a fully formed demon man rips out of a skin suit. Exactly. Like a <sighs> just straight out of hell demon. Yeah. And the girl, they do such a great job of blending when it's the real girl on all fours arched in this kind of like sexual but foreignly bent position, you know? Mm-hmm. Ugh, such an unnerving position to be in. And how do you think she felt? Yeah. <laughs> and they do such a great job of using the fake stand in. And once this dummy starts ripping through her spine, basically. They, the cuts between real person and the transition. Because when it pops out, I'm sh- it looks like a rubber puppet. Right. You see the hands come out. Yeah. And then you kind of see it just fully emerge. Yeah. and then But then once they do the cut where it's just a demon man with weird teeth and a gross stringy hair ripping through another human body. <gasps> yeah. Oh, God. And, and if that's not bad enough, then he swipes at another main character. Then they give you that the creepiest shot in the movie of the demon just kind of gliding into the curtain and disappearing. He looked like a, like a little elf. It's like, just like glinting into a a curtain and it it reminded me of that troll in cat's eye. Just like that little, like like the demon might as well have been like, it was like, as he's like, you know, I always get that, uh, that thing that lives behind the dumpster in Mulholland drive. Oh, big time. time. (laughs) God. The reaction that I had to that in the theater, seeing Mulholland Drive, <laughs> seeing it at it the Rialto, like this guy, seeing yeah. it at the Rialto with just a bunch of old people, like <laughs> the Rialto would draw, you know, it's always like a 60 plus clientele and you'd be there watching some weird oh, foreign man. gross thing. And when the Mulholland Drive played there, nobody was expecting a, a homeless grunge demon to live behind a dumpster. <gasps> Got such a great horror movie slasher reaction. And that thing ripping out of a woman's spine and just being a, a small man. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, Awful. That's Awful. like a legendary horror effect right there. If you're making a horror montage, that has to go on there. That's the kind of thing that can make a movie legendary. It's, uh, yeah. It's making me kind of sit up straight right now just thinking I know. about it. But even then, we still are like, you know what? That, that would be a peak, but... We're an Italian horror movie, so we have to have at least a couple more people getting like a chunk of rebar shoved through their eye socket. There's so much that happens even after the demon emerging from the back. There's the guy finally, finally gets the samurai sword and the motorbike. Oh, the motocross samurai scene. And slices a bunch of people up. See, that's when it becomes such a comical 80s scene where a guy's just taking laps around a movie theater just slicing everybody with a samurai sword. It's such a trauma movie. And then, if that's not enough, we get our Van Damme moment when the helicopter comes through the ceiling. The movie hits that hard 30-minute lull (laughs) of stairs and punks. We do do run out of steam, but then, man, we pick it right back up. And then they really cram all the big fireworks right for the end because you have that birthing scene. You have a helicopter crashing into the roof because that's when you get, spoiler alert, if you haven't gone and watched Demons for two bucks online at this point, come on. Go see Demons. Go see all this drippy disgustingness. But that's when we get the reveal that it's like an invitation 
Dawn of the Dead moment where this is a pandemic. Right. It wasn't just the, at first people thought it's the movie that's cursed. Then they're like, no, it's this building. And it's like, no, things are just getting bad. It's just demons. Things baby. are getting bad out there. We're yeah. overrun. They chose now. This is what's happening. I think I gouge guy gets outside as a demon and yeah, it just spirals out of control there. So yeah, they finally rappel up to the ceiling after the helicopter has crashed because I guess those guys got demonized too. Man, and demonized then helicopter pilots. Then, yeah. I wasn't expecting a helicopter to be in this movie. And then it's just one of those moments where you're just like, I, I think anything could just happen right now. I, I really oh, yeah. have no idea what's going to happen. I really think as <laughs> as genuinely bad as this movie dips into, like I said, it never stops being endearing. Mm. A lot of these movies dip into bad, but there's something so joyful about like, nah, we're going to need to have a bunch of punks. <laughs> it's an 80s horror movie. We're going to need punks in there. Yeah. These American audiences expect punk rockers in their movies and i love that kind of sensibility because it it it's it's the reason why we've watched so many of these italian horror movies but i love the way they save it you think you're going to be in this trapped in one place movie and i do resent how the punk scene takes us out of that element Mm -hmm. because the shit is really just starting to hit the fan in the movie and you're trapped in this theater and the options are getting more and more limited and it sucks that they just decide to spend a bunch of time away from the theater. Yeah. I thought we were in the theater for the rest of the ride. And I was already wondering how, you know, it'd be like, the thing doesn't take that long of a detour. And the detour they take into the other people's expedition is not reassuring at all. Mm-hmm. It is not a break. And, and not 45 minutes into the movie. Like, yeah. not halfway through the movie. And it gives us the greatest hat in cinema. <laughs> so it was clearly a worthwhile diversion. You've done it. But... The demons finale, once we go into, it becomes this great, ahead-of-its-time, modern zombie movie, like 28 Days Later, where, you know, bands of people, like a day of the dead. It really is. With the fast zombies, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. demons in this case, yeah. They get to the... 85 was when they decided demons and zombies could could move. They could move, yeah. That's when they, they made that a okay. They're on the hunt. Our final people, I don't it's George and Cheryl. These yeah. are these are our final two. I'm bummed. I, I forget her name, but I loved all the gals in this one. The one yeah. with the great like brown curls that got stuck with the kind of the dud guy, the absolutely fantastic right. guy. And I then think that was Kathy. Kathy and Cheryl is so cool too. They got Cheryl's such a cutie. A, yeah. Great looking cast and with a bunch of goober dudes. It's finally them on their own. They're running from these demons who are now just... We get a long Resident Evil scene where they're just like running through burning cars. All the and... cars are on fire. Yeah. Every car. The apocalypse has got, happened got during this movie feature. Yeah. Apparently, when the demons take over, we're all going to well, explode what's our crazy cars. Is That's the first thing that's going to happen. At, watching this in real time, we saw the punks driving around. Italy was still normal like oh. 20 minutes early. It was hopping and popping. By the time they get out of there and jam a couple more spikes through eye sockets... Yeah, right. So in our Beyond podcast, many, many, many episodes. That was probably in the teens or 20s in the episode. Couldn't tell you. But we talk about how long some of these eyeball scenes take in Italian movies and how that led to walkouts in the Beyond. And we don't get walkouts. It's very, we see these movies. Yeah, the you gore. know, People know what they're getting into. The Italian stuff is, the, is what's been getting people leaving. Because... Uh, we, they also showed zombie 
at one point. I don't think you were there. This is our local movie house. Our local movie house Showing does, uh, when things were open, would do two or three double feature yeah. nights a month, the cult movies, and the Italian ones, which never drew. Sad to say. Anytime he does Argento, like 20 people show up. But he did Zombie, and there is a long eye gouge scene in Zombie where a woman's face is pulled slowly towards a jagged piece yep. of wood. Oh, yeah. And you see the no cutaway spike go through the eye. Zombie got a couple people to leave. A couple people just don't want their horror to go certain <laughs> depths. Eyeball stuff and teeth stuff. I can't argue with that. Tough. And I, can't I, argue and with I that. get it. People who are like, I can't watch horror movies because of this or that. I'm like, I'm not going to say you're wrong. Yeah. I, yeah. Everybody's got their, their breaking you, point. You don't want to watch an eye get imploded by some <laughs> All of these metal Fulci, or wood. Bava. Argento, they're all like, yeah, what's really scary is having your eye slowly pulled through a sharp stick. Like, yeah, that is scary. I think the anticipation would be worse than the actual pain. Yeah. Like, of, yeah, something like that. So we get a guy whose face is the Phantom of the Opera guy, is one working on. Yeah, Chrome Dome is shoved slow. But then we get this great sequel setup. For the world at war with the, the demons. It becomes such a totally different thing. I have not seen Demons 2. But you do not think that they actually did follow up. I really don't know. On I don't the f- mankind fighting for survival. I've not seen Demons 2 either. I, I, it's we'll one have, of those we'll where... Have to do it. I, it's one of those where I love Demons so much that I feel like Demons <laughs> 2 is only going to take away from it. Look like, at what that got us with Sleepaway Camp 2. Yeah, I and the that. joy we felt when we realized how great Sleepaway Camp Two is for being something totally different. But then, I don't want to sell demons to uh, before that. having seen it. I but that. we've gotten some real. Look at Maniac Cop Two. <gasps> <gasps> Where would you have gone if, if you had just? Well, I'm such a Maniac Cop fan. I don't want to sully its its image. Because I could see you have that I'm, reaction with Maniac Cop. I'm, I'm obviously, obviously, I'm shortchanging Demons Two, which I've not. Look seen. at Godfather Three. No, that, that's, no, no. That's I guess we don't example. have to. Not a good example. Look at Highlander Two. The quickening, <laughs> yeah, the quickening mannequin two. Anyway, <laughs> from <laughs> the classic examples. mannequin. But yeah, from the this is a. This would have been a really cool sequel. I like the idea of a rogue old guy with a you know bald old guy with a beard and a and a precocious eight-year-old kid working a shotgun cheryl and somebody up on their jeep our heroes eventually meet up with this jeep family who's got all the guns yeah and then man post as the credits roll as the credits couldn't believe this roll cheryl our woman that we've been following from final girl since the opening moments yeah cheryl the one that got escaped a stalking in the train station suddenly She's a demon. Demonized. She's demonized. And she gets blown away. As the credits are we rolling, leave her our on final the side girl of the road. Just, yeah, she gets shoved out of a truck left for uh, Demon Dead. Damn. Yeah. There's no winners in Demons. And that's, that's like, well, if Cheryl's not there, I don't want to see Demons too. <laughs> Ooh, Cheryl Loyalist. <laughs> team Cheryl. Team Cheryl. I'm on here. Team Cheryl here. I, mean, I was on Team Kathy. I didn't even get her to the end of the movie, you know? 
Damn Some, it. Sometimes you pick the wrong ones. There's not enough Cheryls in no, movies. I was Team Cheryl and Team Redhead. I loved the Cheryl. The Redhead, I assumed, would definitely be around at the end, because I figured she was orchestrating the whole thing. Demon or no she, demon. She cuts out an hour in. Call me, Cheryl. Yeah. I picked, <laughs> at least yours made it to the credits. I picked, Give I bet on the wrong ones. Mm. Demons is maddeningly long for an 80-minute movie, <laughs> but is so good. Is so what I want from a 1985 Italian horror movie. Oh man, I, I, it's it's on streaming services now. It's like as you said, getting more and more acclaim as the years go on. 85 was a tough year for horror. I mentioned earlier that I mean, Fright Night and Phenomena are two of my all-time favorites. Like, there was cool genre cinema there right was, around that time. I'm sure there was a Friday the 13th that year. Yeah, they were still getting Elm Street. A nightmare. And, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That w- that would have been Elm Street too. Yeah. So, Demons, man. But Demons is so good. If you haven't seen it, if you have an aversion to the Italian stuff for whatever reason, I know some people have. Well, this is dubbed. There's no subtitles. Embrace the dub. Love Just the embrace dub. it. Love this the dub. This is where the dub works, and and yeah, it's like everything about Demons works for yeah. the betterment of Demons, <laughs> except for like thirty minutes in the even. <laughs> Even the really shitty, yeah, like second act. That's the best part about Giallos is they have so many <laughs> diversions that don't have anything to do. You know, Deep Red didn't need to have a, a dummy charging the screen. <laughs> no movie needs to No have movie that. needed it, but I'm glad it did. I don't know. I can't explain it, but that's kind of why I love the genre. I mean, the Beyond didn't need 20 minutes of a tarantula crawling towards a guy and then eating his tongue and eyeballs, but it had it. just ate all the juicy parts of that guy's face. That's what got people to leave. <laughs> the that tarantulas ruined it. That was it. There was so many people walking out. <laughs> oh, man. And I love them because all the people always walk out at the end of the scene. They sit <laughs> through it. They experience well, it enough. all. When I've seen the, the new Suspiria, the early dance scene where that girl just gets bent oh, yeah, to yeah, pieces, yeah. like bent up and is bleeding liquid and really ugly. This couple that was like in their 60s got up right when it got quiet and walked out. It's like, you know, you sat through like a three-minute dismembering scene. <laughs> like you already suffered through the worst of it. You already like, saw the bad parts. You dealt, yeah. Just deal with your trauma and go through it. Like these movies scare people so bad because it's, I just saw that. I'm afraid of what I'm going to see next. Well, this movie even has that where the people watching the movie in the beginning are like, oh, it's not a horror movie, is it? Oh, I hate those. Oh, that was my favorite. I'm going to be up all night watching this you movie. You drag me to a horror movie. Yeah. I'm going to be up all night. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> but they're still there. Kathy, you don't know how bad it's going to yeah, get. You should have got out. Kathy. Yeah, you should have gone with those instincts. But I love that. Like, ugh, it's just what I like. I like it so much. That's what I mean. I just love. I just grin watching this uh-huh. movie because the music's it's cool. Junk food. Everyone looks cool. All the characters are fun. Yeah, but it dirt yeah. bikes, samurai swords. It's gross it's enough and cool, scary man. enough that it taps into that extra level. That extra yeah. like, I, what I witnessed was gross and scary. Now I know what they have the potential to show me. It's the same way modern movies like Hereditary. Like, once they showed that decapitated head. Oh, right. Next time they cut to that brother about to have an attack in class, I'm sitting there on the edge of my seat afraid what's going to happen to him. Like, now that I know how they're treating people that I thought were go. main characters, yeah, yeah. I'm afraid for what might happen. 
And once Demons makes it known that, like, no, these people are on an equal plane, that's what that, that, that moment with the redhead, you pointed it out. Some of these extras and demons really get their strangling dollars worth. <laughs> these extras are, like, just jostling necks with their hands tightly around them. Yeah. Man, people, get, people look it. like they're getting goozled throughout this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they are getting choked out. <laughs> that redhead who I assumed was immortal. She was upset after that take. Yeah. You, you I assume, tell, she's like, get the fuck off. Yeah, I assumed that woman was going to be the, the demon queen, right? Oh, man. And so when just some guy drops on her and just like, like, okay, anything can happen in this movie. The immortal redhead goddess is done. Yeah, none of these people stand a chance. Right. And so that's what, you know, that unexpected. I thought, like, I thought Cheryl was going to make it. I, I really Cher- thought Cheryl they was going to sh- make I, it. Over the credits, credits rolling. That's hard. That's a hard way to go. Like her name, the actress's name had already appeared on screen. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. oh, by the way, demon. You're dead. Introducing her demon death. <laughs> what a picture. This is great. Yeah, Demons is easily found. It's available online. It's a cult classic with gaining more and more fandom. If this is your intro to Italian horror, mm. this is a crazy way to get into it. And that's <laughs> one of the best ways about the genre is everybody has their own weird way into it. Because nobody just, no normals just stumble across Argento and Bava. You're already ahead at this point. Right. And so if this is your intro, check out Demons. It's gross, but it's worth it. I think it came to this. It's come to this. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you. Good night.